0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 14 of the Football Attic Kick Pod. Uh, I'm Chris Oakley, but uh, that's my problem. Uh, Johnny me as ever is the man that's uh, helped to make this podcast what it is, uh, but I don't see why you should take the blame alone. It's Rich Johnson. Hello Rich.
1: Hello, how are you sir? I am jolly good, thank you very much. How about yourself? I'm not too bad. I'm alive and that's where you start. <laughs> well indeed, that's that's your foundation for everything else that follows. From there, the only way is up.
0: Good. Excellent. Let's have no more of that, shall we? Um, Very good. Um, Now, coming up later in this podcast, we're turning the clock back nearly uh, 40 years to look at the kits of the 1978 World Cup. Uh, Plus, we have a Mexican-themed kit-off vote for you, uh, which uh, hopefully you'll be looking forward to. But first of all, as ever, it's time for kit news. Rich, what have you found that's doing the rounds I have found lots of kits. I don't know why I'm singing that. I um, know what you're singing, because that means you're padding, because you're trying to get some information up on your no, screen. No, it's, know. I know not. What it's
1: not. It's not. It's not because I was mesmerized by the uh, waveform on Audacity just scrolling <laughs> across the page, <laughs> and then suddenly realized, where's the crib sheet? Damn it, I've forgotten. Uh, right, anyway. Oh, yeah. Before you just start, just...
0: I've got to mention it, yeah, that we've got a crib sheet. I always forget this right at the start. Ladies and gentlemen, sorry to interrupt. Um, just to remind you if you haven't got our crib sheet you may want to uh, get in touch with us it's basically a document that has all the images that accompany the podcast in question this podcast and uh, it basically contains pictures of all the kits we're talking about and all the shirts and everything and it's a it's it hopefully it'll help you get a bit more out of the podcast and uh, if you want to go on our subscription list to get the crib sheet get in touch with us we'll give you all the details at the
1: end of the podcast uh, apologies for interrupting uh, pray continue Turn the page now. <laughs> so you can listen along too. Uh, when you hear the sound of tinkerbell that's when you've gone mental. Anyway, right. So, kit news. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's kit it news. Kids. Yay! <laughs> I'm sure we can get sued at some point. Well, Never mind. Yeah. We'll just tell them Hamburg stole it. <sighs> Anyway, so first whoa, off, whoa. we have uh, the USA Third shirt, which has been leaked online, and the image I got was from a website, which I, I'm, I'm going to sort of recommend that most people have a look at, because it seems to be where I am finding a lot of new kits. I actually followed them on Instagram first, it's showdecamisas.com.br, so it's Brazilian uh, um and yeah, I found, I found them on Instagram first. That's where I'm, I'm finding quite a lot of the kits that I'm now trying to find because they showcase quite a lot of, um, obscure kits from across the world. Uh, but yes, I have seen the image there from, and I think Austin did actually, Austin Long did actually mention this as well. Um, mm. so, but I, I couldn't actually, I think, I think you said, Chris, that he actually posted a picture, but I couldn't see it, I think, when I went mm. to, to look through. Um, Not sure. but yes. So the, U, the, the new USA third kit, this is the third, isn't it? You know, I haven't got that wrong. Um, it is all red. It's basically, to be honest, it's it's the current England away kit. That's what it is, with the USA badge on it, pretty much. I think the sleeves are slightly darker, but not much. Um, and the badge is rendered in silver and red, rather than the white and... Actually, it's blue, normally, isn't it? It's white and blue. Hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, but it's, well, we it's mentioned before, in silver I think. and red. On a previous
0: cool. podcast, I think we said about the fact that um, Nike seemed to have got hold of some uh, surplus silver foil, because um, they <laughs> seem to be putting on the new, there was a leaked picture of the New England third shirt, and that had silver oh, yeah. detailing as well, so yes.
1: <clears throat> it's, I mean, it's meh, it's a bit boring, to be honest. Uh, hmm. it's, it's a Vaporware template again, which I don't have a problem with, but I just think, I don't like the red versions of the Vaporware template, and I just think the, the silver doesn't go particularly nicely with the red either. I, th- I don't think it works, personally. I don't like it. What do you think, Chris? Uh, I don't mind it.
0: Um, I think it works pretty well, the t- two-tone red, the darker shade of red on the sleeves and everything. Um, I think it looks okay. Um, I think it works pretty well as an England change shirt, but um, I think we're, we're talking, um, you know, shirt sales Um, For for the fans here, really, with with especially with the silver detailing, I don't see that that would add anything particularly to it in terms of being worn on the pitch. But um, but it's nice enough, harmless enough sort of interpretation of the Nike Vapor or Vaporware. What's the official name of it? I'm not sure. I don't know. Hmm.
1: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Because I I often see some. I I think I've always called it the Vaporware template. But I think I might just be the Vapor template. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look like you, Phil, I'm going to look up. Well, I
0: was just going to say there's been a couple of times when I've been sort of writing, not an article, but just writing some text for something or other, and I've sort of written Nike Vaporware, and then you sort of search for that term online, and it actually doesn't really show up in Google um, search very much. And I thought, I'm, I thought everybody was calling it Nike Vaporware, but
1: um, know, well, maybe our listeners can uh, shed some light on that, uh, unless you yeah. beat them to it. No, I think it's it's just called a Vapor Kit. Yeah. Seemingly. I think we've added the wear just to sound good. I was going to say, you know how it is on, online,
0: everybody's sort of chatting away on, on Twitter and somebody coins a sort of colloquial term for these things and the next thing you know, everybody's using that term. But um, anyway, there you go. So, yes, it's an OK
1: shirt, really. Just on that, actually, I was looking at an article on Footy Headlines, which is about the new Nike Vapor Kits. It says... Nike Vapor Kit Facts compared to current night kits, ten percent lighter, fifty percent more stretch, uh wicks away sweat twenty percent faster and dries twenty five percent faster. Yeah, whatever. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, from vaporware we move on sorry, vapor, whatever it's called, vape, vape, <laughs> templates. vape templates. Um And if you happen to be unfortunate enough to suffer from erectile dysfunction, then I think I might have found the cure. (laughs) Because the Toulouse Toulouse FC have released an 80th anniversary limited edition shirt made by Joma, um, and it is gorgeous. I'm still contemplating buying one at the moment, but it works out about 75 quid. And I'm just like, yeah, and it doesn't have a box. That's the only thing. It's a limited edition shirt. It doesn't have a box to sit in, which makes all the difference to idiots like me. (laughs) Stick it in a crappy cardboard box with some fancy design in it. And I'm there, but just send it in a bag. And I'm not so keen. (laughs) Uh, Right, so anyway, the Toulouse kit is basically a very retro sort of shirt. It's a typical sort of old style shirt um, in that it's got a lace-up collar. It's made out of a more cottony material, but it's a very nice shade of purple, and the badge on it is like a sort of uh, monochrome color, sort of uh, of yellowy cream color. It's just a very, very nice-looking shirt. Um, So, yeah, it's absolutely gorgeous. What do you think, Chris? I love it. I do like a lace-up collar
0: um and yeah i mean i'm just trying to sort of look at the badge on our crib sheet the aforementioned crib sheet um it looks like the badge is probably i mean i'm thinking what 80th anniversary so that's what 1937 so it must be the old the old old old-fashioned badge that they used to have and um yeah it's just essentially it's a fairly plain purple shirt but it i just love anything that reeks of that sort of era that vintage era when Shirt design was a lot less complicated, and um, I think it's tremendous. Wouldn't mind owning that one myself. Well, you can buy them, so
1: own it. <laughs> <How> convenient. <laughs> well done, Joma, yeah. anyway. Yes, it's very nice, actually. I'll tell you the interesting thing as well. The Joma hmm. logo is in, it almost, at first glance, looks like it's not there, but I think it's on the sleeve, yeah, right t- on it. the very cuff, in a tiny little logo, which I think is a very nice touch from Joma. And yeah. it's not sponsored either, I've just noticed that. Well, it very have been nice 37 i know that it? well it <laughs> might have been, been sponsored thing. might have been sponsored by uh, typex or demon.internet.com in <laughs> 1937 <laughs> yeah um right moving on silly boy Um, We've got the Bradford Fourth Kit in here. Now, I I, I think we talked about this quite a few pods ago, but I think it might have just been released. Either that or the new source I'm looking at is hideously out of date. I'm going to think it was football shirt culture, so it probably is, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, yes, and this was the one that they, I think we, I think I possibly derided this at the time because it's a fourth kit and it's actually just the same colors as the home kit. Mm. So it's kind of, but then the whole point of it was just to actually have, uh, I think you basically, you could sign up to the project and you got your name on the actual shirt. So it's, it's a nice thing for, the fans basically and obviously it will raise money for the club so i don't i don't have an issue with it existing it's pointless as an actual match shirt but then it's not really about that so i think it's a nice touch by bradford very nice mm. so and it's, it's quite a nice shirt actually i'm not massively keen on the so it's basically before you know if you're not using the crib sheet uh it is the claret and now it's not claret is it that's not claret
0: mm. no well the the true color is uh uh, Claret and Amber, but because of the, n- the uh, effect that okay. they've used with the names, it sort of faded it a bit. But um, I was
1: going to say it's, it's more of a it's more of a Merlot <laughs> or, or a Bordeaux, Bordeaux, uh, Bordeaux. Yeah, so Claret and Amber <laughs> stripes with a nice white chest panel, for the old JCT six hundred logo, and then white sleeves. I think the white sleeves kind of jar on it. I'm not a massive fan, of it. and they they kind of carry up onto the shoulders as well, and mm-hmm. uh, t- t- I'm not keen on that style but that's my I, opinion Strange enough I
0: am actually I, I, I do like it when you get a sort of third colour just on the sleeves it just gives a bit of extra something but I can see how that would jar with people like I, yourself I think it's
1: because of the chest band I think if the yeah. chest band wasn't there it would be fine but because hmm. you've got the chest band it's like the sleeves then kind of I don't know just doesn't work for me in that style but nice overall though it's quite nice what yeah. next?
0: What well, next? We'll um, basically there's a glut, if I can use the word glut, um, of uh, new kit releases over there in uh, sort of North and Central America. MLS is not far off the 2017 season, um, so there's uh, there's MLS kits, but also in Mexico, um, they've got a very good write up actually. The uh, the Mexican League, there was an article written on the Guardian actually this week, and um, they were saying something like, uh, if you're looking for a, a good football competition to follow. Then the, is it the Liga MX or something like that? I think in, in Mexico, yeah. that's the one to follow because it's got, you know, always got packed out stadia and, uh, you know, good football being played by good players and all the rest of it. So a, a, a real thumbs up for the Mexican league then is there's some new kits, uh, being released and the Queretaro, I think that's Queretaro. I'm not quite sure he pronounced that anyway, but basically <laughs> them, uh, their third kit has just been released by Puma. And it follows a template which is, it's been doing the rounds for a while now. It's this thing where you've basically got, um, how would you describe it? Basically, it starts off, in this case, it starts off black at the top of the shirt, but it works its way down to a sort of purple color at the bottom. But if you look carefully, the shirt is divided up into a series of horizontal sections which have got diagonal shading. And that diagonal shading is what helps to convert the black into the purple at the bottom. And, um, aside from that, the, Sort of current puma styling with the white, well, a bit of piping on the shoulders, let's say, uh, a little bit of trim on the on the cuffs of the sleeves, and it's a really nice looking kit. It is predominantly purple. The shorts are purple, socks are purple, but there's a bit of black um, sort of dotted around here and there. It's the oval effect is very nice. What do you reckon, Richard?
1: I really like it, like you say, I think the overall, especially as a full kit, because you've got, like you say, it starts at the top with black and then works down to the purple at the bottom of the shirt, and then the bottom of the uh, the shorts and the socks are purple as well, so yeah, I think it's really, really nice, and it's got quite a lot of sponsors on it, which I always like. Of course you do, of course you do, um,
0: so that's a nice one, um, and another one from Mexico is the uh, Monterey team. Um, and their third kit has just been released as well, another Puma effort. Now, this the only way I can describe this, really, is that it looks like um, a referee's kit that's been shat on by a bird. Um, (laughs) By four birds, four coordinated birds. Birds. (laughs) An onslaught, uh, an aerial uh, 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 attack. Um, Yeah, it's basically an all-black kit. Again, Puma, the same sort of styling in the white piping on the sleeves and so on and so forth, but there are these kind of strange white... It looks like, all right, let's be tasteful about this, it looks a bit like sort of if you get a paintbrush with white paint on it and somebody's just sort of streaked it down a little bit around the sort of neckline and also from the shoulders. Not sure what that's all about. It must kind of relate to something tied in with Monterey's uh, club identity or something. But um, other than
1: that, it's basically a black kit with some white sort of detailing on it. But uh, your your views on that one, Rich? I'm just wondering if Monterey is the pigeon capital of Mexico. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. I, I I'm not a great fan of it. Um, I don't really like the the sort of weird stripes. I think maybe if they went halfway down the shirt, fair enough. But then it would bugger up the sponsors. But yeah, I, mm, yeah not a great fan of that. I think it's just I don't know, superfluous. It's I almost mean, interesting, but meh. And it's another all black kit, boring.
0: Yeah, this is really, I mean, literally, this, I think the socks, we, you can't quite see the socks in the, uh, picture on our crib sheet, but it looks like the turnovers are white. So it, it looks like an old style referee kit, actually. That's, yeah. uh, one for our friend Andy Rockle. Perhaps he can consider wearing that and, and look chic in his, uh, Mexican styling. How about <laughs> that?
1: What else have we got there, Rich? We have got Vela Sarsfield up next. We've got their home and away kits. I believe Vela Sarsfield are Argentinian. Uh-huh. Um, correct me if i'm wrong i believe they are um and these are umbro ones and i very very much like these these are very nice these are i would say these are kind of almost in the style of the tailored by umbro range i don't think they are because they look almost they kind of look modern as well hmm. but they're just very very nice looking this is i mean this is you know it just shows umbro have still very much got it in terms of kit design they are releasing hmm. a, a really nice bunch of kits at the moment uh, bunch being the correct collective term for uh, a lot of kits. Um, <laughs> and so basically the, the Velozars will want you. The home is a, a blue shirt uh, with a, a white sort of V running across the whole. Uh, it's like a, not a chevron, but a, like a kind of an actual V, obviously for Velos, um running on the front of the shirt down to the sponsor, which nicely is Hitachi. Mm. Um, uh, but the, the main standout point, and I think you made a little note as well, uh, is that the cuffs on this are made up of like the Umbro diamonds with sort of, I suppose it's basically if you got a load of Umbro diamonds and stuck them on a sheet of paper and then put more Umbro diamonds in the gaps in between and then cut strips out, that's what they would look like. <laughs> so it's, it's really nice, actually. It looks really funky. Mm. Absolutely love it. And basically the away is a kind of reverse colors and they're just, they just look really, really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. I love the uh, detailing. Uh, the first thing it reminded me of was,
0: as a West Ham fan was the uh, umbro cuffs on the West Ham shirt for this season. But it's not that style. It's They've used a the kind of uh, Union Jack motif on the West Ham cuffs. But this is the, as you say, it's the umbro diamond in a kind of almost like a psychedelic repeating pattern. And it looks wonderful. And again, I think I said this on the last podcast, it's exactly the sort of detailing that you 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 see it on a say a south american kit or a japanese kit you think oh why can't we just have some of that in the uk i'd love to see that on an umbro kit being worn by you know everton or someone like i think it would look terrific hopefully they'll um, consider that for uh, for the future i've got a feeling it may not make its way across the uh, atlantic to our shores i say our shores as for me as would have been um but yeah two lovely kits and yeah hitachi hitachi pronounce it whatever way you will it reminds me of the old liverpool shirt of course from the late 70s yes, yes. it does
1: yes it does is <laughs> so, what you're so looking re- for I, there yes i i didn't realize it was the end of a sentence <laughs> <laughs> it's the
0: bit where <laughs> I, I stopped can't... talking
1: Yes, I, well, yeah, I gathered that bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know it doesn't happen very often, but, you know.
1: Uh. Uh, right, and and the last bit of news on the old kit news uh, is, and I've also mentioned this later on because I'm trying to get hold of one of them, uh, Asociación Deportiva Centenario, who are from Argentina. ADC, as um, um, they're known yep uh, they are hoping to break the Guinness World Records for the most sponsors on a single shirt last season they had 34 and I'm trying to get hold of one of those shirts this season 50 mm. and uh, if you've actually they're actually quite, it's actually quite a nice looking shirt but it's literally just a shirt <laughs> and it just has sponsors in like two columns across the front and two columns across the back and I love it and I want one and I'm trying desperately to get hold of it but the problem is they're in like the Argentinian third division or something or possibly possibly even lower than that. And and they are just... You know, they are so small. They don't have a website. They don't even have a Twitter account or anything. <laughs> and in fact, even trying to find any, any information, <clears throat> I managed to track down an email... Uh, because they're a sports club and not just a football club. Uh, so I managed to track down an email uh, for the club secretary who I emailed um, and have not got any response. So <laughs> if any of my Argentinian friends out there can help me with this. Well, the funny thing is, actually, I was looking the other day at um, like Argentina and, and sort of how far away certain places in Argentina are, because I know A few people in argentina and dotted around the country and i looked um um and and one that i looked at and then sort of did a do a directions from there to where this place is and it was about 1200 miles away. And it's like, <laughs> even though it's right in the middle of the country. And then I sort of zoomed out and thought, never actually consider how big Argentina is as a country before. It's massive. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, it was like, it's not, I, 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 appreciate I'm not stupid enough to think that anyone that lives there, you know, can just pop to the shop for me. Uh, because I, I, in the same way that I, you know, people, I, I have been to London. I come from the UK, but I haven't actually met the Queen. You know, no. so it's, it's that same sort of thing. So, but I, if anyone, obviously, being in that country, it might be slightly easier to get hold of something than if you don't. And if you live the other side of the Pacific, nope, the Atlantic. Well, <laughs> no, it is the other side of the Pacific if you go in the wrong way, actually. So there. Yeah. Uh, yes. Mm, yes. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Mm. Basically, I was, I was reading something just before we got online, and um. Yeah, basically, I think the the guy who, I don't know if he's the chairman or someone associated with this club, ADC, is basically sort of saying, look, you know, we're, we're perfectly happy, we're open to, uh, you yeah, know, if anyone wants to pay us a few bucks or sort of swap services with us or something, and um, more than happy to put, you know, your, that company's shirt, uh, that company's logo on our shirt, and um, and it's almost like a sort of, like an open Open market. I I, clearly, there are no rules and regulations about that level of Argentinian football, as cause, you know. As most countries, you can get away with, I don't know two or three at most. But I mean, this is just bizarre. It's literally you're walking. It's like, um, yeah, it's like a, you're a walking billboard, basically. That's what it is. But it's but it looks quite sort of funky, quite groovy. As a result, it's like, yeah, why not go go the whole hog? Let's have let's have fifty. Let's go for it.
1: And, and the I'm actually, I'm actually see if I can get my name on that shirt. I don't have a, I don't <laughs> have a service to offer. Pod. Yeah, man, that's worth it. I'm going to see. I want to be on that shirt now. How much can we pay them? Uh, yeah, there you go. Twenty. Oh, I wonder what so what service could we offer them as a as, a, as a, a sort of club, a tiny club, sort of about three thousand miles away. I don't um, think there's much we could offer them really.
0: We could set them up a website, clearly, because they haven't got one. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it.
0: Right, let's get on to that. <laughs> yes, um, would that be funny if you saw our logo on a football shirt along with a load of others,
1: Argentinian I'm plumbers like, and stuff like that? That would be ace. I'm, oh man, now you've given me a challenge. Damn it, <laughs> I want to be on a spot. I want to be a sponsor on a shirt. I tell you what, that could be <sighs> kit news next time. Right, listen, what's this space?
0: We're getting on to it.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, head, heads up, it won't be. <laughs> I'm just going to say now, it almost certainly won't be.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, I think they've already actually got all the sponsors anyway. I don't know if they haven't. Yeah. Oh man, I'm in there. I'm going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. So that's the, oh, the, the only last point on the kit news is that yes, we're aware there's a lot of MLS kits coming out. Um, and I, I did briefly consider sort of putting some of those in for this week's, but I think what we might do instead, is on a future podcast, actually cover those as part of the kit collection section because Mm. I think the MLS kits are actually quite nice and even though they're all made by Adidas, which is a bit of a shame, but because I think the funny thing is because of that, I think that you actually get a bit more diversity and, and the USA kits tend to be a bit crazy at times mm. and i quite like that so and having seen quite a few leaks there's a few dull ones that i've seen but there's a few quite niceland uh niceland nice ones <laughs> <laughs> nice niceland. i've had uh, nicely that's why mum's gone to niceland <laughs> <laughs> um yeah because i think we reviewed the portland timbers one um yes. a couple of weeks ago and that was gorgeous uh, and i've seen a couple of others in fact it might have been the portland timbers away which i think's got lots of little sort of mini trees on it or something which Ooh, uh, sounds fun very nice but yeah i think the mls kits are a, a nice sort of collection of of interesting kits so i think we might actually cover that as a as a an actual um section on the pod rather than just covering the old one here or there in the kit news hmm. so speaking of kit collections what have we got chris even though you've already done it in the intro <laughs> uh
0: yes this week's kit collection takes us back to the 1978 world cup uh, yes, we're heading off, metaphorically speaking, to Argentina, where it was all happening uh, 39 years ago. Blimey, it makes me feel old. Um, I, I actually sort of randomly chose this one because it's a curious tournament for me. Because this was, I mean, technically it's the first World Cup I ever saw some of when I was very young. But literally all I saw of the 78 World Cup was um, like a bit of the final. I think I was, I was we were out one... Evening somewhere, and there was a TV on in the background. And I remember the final was taking place, and I just remember seeing all the, um, ticker tape and stuff being thrown onto the pitch. And I think I saw one or maybe two of the goals being scored, but I was, I literally, I was probably six years old going on seven. Um, and that was all I saw. So it, it obviously planted a seed of kind of, um, interest in international football and that kind of thing. Um, but you, you might as well sort of say this was the last World Cup. I saw nothing of. Does that make sense? The first World Cup I saw lots of was 82. Anyway, you know what I mean. So kind 1978, let's move on. Um, 1978, so 16 teams. Uh, those were the days. Four groups of four. And, of course, uh, one of them from a UK perspective was Scotland. And I'm sure we'll come on to them in due course. So you're rich, I'm sure you'll make it your, your duty to... Uh, Choose some finely crafted uh, comments about
1: Scotland's progress in that tournament, but uh, I don't don't know. What did they do well? Did they do well? well. (laughs) No, they didn't. (laughs) Ah, dear, wonderful. We're going to shake them up when we win the World World Cup. Cup. Still waiting, Scotland. Still waiting. Uh,
0: so, anyway, basically, as if, if you've been listening to the last couple of podcasts, you'll know that the format we're now adopting to keep things a bit more concise and moving <clears throat> along is that we pick our three favourite home kits and our three favourite away kits, and then we throw in a few honorary mentions to anything else that we uh, want to do, and that saves us going through describing every single kit. As it turns out, for this tournament, I, one thing I didn't foresee is that actually it would be pretty easy to describe most of these kits because they all follow the same template. Um, 11 of the 16 teams taking part had an Adidas kit, and um, many of them had pretty much the same template, but obviously in different colourways, so this could be a shorter conversation than I had at first thought, but we'll plough on anyway. So to that end then, Rich, um, let's go on as we always do, in reverse order, starting off with the home kits, uh, the swimwear section first of all, if you'd like to give us your uh, third (laughs) favourite home kit from the
1: tournament. My third favourite is, and I'm, I'm sure people would expect this probably to be my number one, but it's not, is Argentina. Um, oh. Not actually, a, a, out of all the Argentina kits in the world, not a massive fan of this one. It's it's kind of very, very old-fashioned looking now, Um it's uh, kind of just that, you know. It's an Argentina kit, so it's basically got blue and white stripes on it. Um, interesting enough, though, for an Adidas shirt, because I believe it was Adidas. Um, they didn't actually have Adidas stripes on the sleeves; they just had a continuation of the sort of basically the, the thick sort of uh, blue and white sleeves from the main shirt. Hmm. Um, in fact, I can't actually see any Adidas stripes on it at all. No, It doesn't appear they did. So I was going to uh, mention this. Got, yeah, and that's actually quite a nice feature of it. It's actually, I'm I trying to think when I've actually seen an Argentina shirt with stripes down the sleeves and Ooh. no other detailing. I, I don't I don't think I've actually, I can, really, other than, I suppose, the 86 one, which, yeah, that'll do, mm. but then obviously that wasn't Adidas, but...
0: Well, I was going to... Mm. You've been very perceptive, because I was actually going to bring up the subject of stripes on the sleeves, and... Um, I meant to check and forgot before we started recording, but didn't the '98 kit have black stripes down the sleeves? Oh, I'm imagining that.
1: The the home kit,
0: yeah. Is that what uh, you were talking about?
1: Yes, it did. Yeah, it had the black. Uh, yeah, it had the black Adidas stripes on it. Yeah. Yes, I thought they did,
0: but that's a kind of yeah, rare it occasion. It doesn't happen very often,
1: does it? No, but this is, I mean, it's odd for an Adidas Argentina kit to not actually have any kind of stripes on the sleeve. I mean, 1990 didn't. Uh, actually, yeah, it did. Or did it only have them on the top? Oh, man. No. Oh, no, actually, no. Sorry. It only had them on the sleeves. It didn't actually have them on the shoulders. That's right. Yeah. So, In fact, 1991.
0: Sorry, I was just going to say, 1998, on. I just found a picture. In fact, they didn't have black stripes on the sleeves, Adidas stripes. They had, um, it was the Gold sky and blue. white, wasn't it?
1: Strong? Yeah, sky blue with outlining gold. I yes, think.
0: Yes, that's it. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Did no, had a
1: black collar. Had a black collar. That's right. Yeah, uh, and neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I like the fact that it's actually got that. It's got the old style AFA badge on it, the the massive one uh, before it put the laurel wreaths around the bottom of it, and. Being the sort of late seventies, it's very skin tight as well. It's incredibly mm-hmm. thin, um, and so yeah, and just purely for the fact that it's not the same sodding Adidas template <laughs> that every other team seems to have at this World Cup, I'm I've gone for that as my third choice. What have you gone for? Uh, my third choice is the Netherlands home shirt,
0: um, which is actually one of the aforementioned Adidas <laughs> templates, but it just um, I remember. Friend of mine and fellow blogger and podcaster um, Graham Sibley once we were I think it was the 2010 World Cup I think it might have been when Netherlands were playing, and he was referring to the kit that the Dutch team were wearing in that, and he said, "How do you?" Well, I won't swear because he did, but um, (laughs) he said something like, "How do you muck up a Netherlands shirt?" And this 1978 version is, I think, one of the classic versions of the Dutch shirt. Really, very simple, black ring neck black adidas stripes down the sleeves black cuffs on the long sleeve version at least and um you yeah, know just a black dutch whatever you whatever it is football association badge um and a, and a very small adidas logo on the other on the other breast um but it's just a nice simple execution and, and just it r- works really well in orange i don't know why why it should work better in one color than a whole load of others but um I just think if you're talking about Dutch football shirts, I actually said on a previous podcast I'm hoping to do an illustration of all of the Dutch home kits since what 1967, I suppose the last 50 years essentially. I'm, I'm sort of making slow progress on that, but um, so already I've seen a few Dutch kits from down the years, home kits, but I think this is just one of the one of the best ones. It's just nice and simple. You get full-on orange and black sort of styling and piping down the sleeves just works really well. One thing I was just going to go back to just mentioning about the Argentina kit, I just think um, you you probably know more about this, Rich, than me. I, th- I get the impression that the shade of blue that they've used on the stripes for this shirt, this Argentina shirt in 78, was slightly different to what they had just before it. Because I've seen some pictures recently of Argentina playing in the 66 World Cup and also, I think, 74, and it looks to me, maybe it's just photographic kind of inconsistencies but it looks a bit like the blue they had then was a bit more sort of grayer almost slightly kind of very faint hint of lilac or something in it but whereas this is a, a lovely fresh blue that they're using do you know anything would you concur with that
1: I I would agree. It definitely does look different. They and I don't know if it's down to the material as well because mm. this seems to be quite a silky, shiny material. And I but then the the actual exact shade of Argentina blue has varied quite a few times down the years from, on its kits. I mean, I'm trying to think, two thousand and two had a very sort of what I would call bubblegum blue, oh, um, yeah, sort of yeah. color on it. Uh, whereas eighty six had quite a bright blue. Um, and then I'm trying to think, nineteen ninety had a sort of more a paler blue than eighty six. Um, so it does sort of vary I quite like the blue on this shirt I was going to actually mention that myself it's 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 almost bordering on a sort of mid blue mm. um, I, I do like it though it's quite an interesting shade of blue I think it looks very nice but again I think that works nicely with the sort of what seems to be silky shirt going back to your third choice though I, I the Holland one Netherlands for Jay's sake <laughs> um, I'm not too fussed about it I prefer Holland shirts to have white trim than black. Mm-hmm. I don't like the orange and black. I don't know why, but so I think if that shirt had have been in white, uh, sorry, well, in orange white with trim. white trim, I'd have, I'd have preferred it much more. And do you know what's funny, actually, on this whole countdown list, I've just realized I've actually completely scrolled past one of the most obvious <laughs> kits. <laughs> and I'm sure it's on your list, but I still don't know if I would include it, actually. Mm. Um, uh, I'll, we'll come to that when we've actually done the wrap up, because I might, I don't know, I might have to go in as a kind of, uh, an honourable mention, but we'll we'll see. I don't know.
0: Last on the last podcast, you switched your choices around at the last minute. I don't know what you're playing at, Rich. I'm sorry.
1: I'm just you know, we need to, some solid views here that the, the the listeners can really get behind. I'm just trying to prove that you know, I I, I can actually make decisions on the fly, <laughs> and and I can be easily influenced by whatever happened to be in front of my eyes at the time. <laughs> okay, yeah. fine. And my only other comment is on the Argentina
0: kit as well was just the the what was starting to come in a little bit around about that time in the late 70s what adidas were doing on their kits was um instead of just having three adidas stripes in a particular color um particularly on the shorts they were starting to dabble with this thing of having the three adidas stripes in one color but the gaps in between the three stripes would be in, a th- in another color so if you think about on this one argentina shorts are black Three Adidas stripes of trim were light blue, but the gaps in between the light blue stripes were actually white, and that's a lovely look. France did something similar, I think, with sort of red and white on, uh, whatever it was. Uh, blue and, blue and white on, uh, yeah, anyway. They, they did that as well, red, white, and blue instead. You get what I mean. Um, so that, that looks very nice on the Argentina shorts. So, now we know
1: our third choices for the home kits. What's your second choice? Home kit. My second choice for the uh, home kit is a Mexico. Ah, Mexico. Now, Mexico, which was made, I believe, by Levi's. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Quite yeah, right. The, the Levi's. Lives. Yeah, the Levi's, not someone's brother called Levi, you know, <laughs> and he just owned a company. Um, it's, it's, as a Mexico shirt, it's, very plain. It's uh, a green top with a white V-neck on it. There are what appears to be stripes down the sleeve, actually, yes. um, which seem to be, I'm assuming that's the red, white, and green of, of Mexico down the, down the sleeves. But it's just a nice classic Mexico shirt. And it's, uh, yeah, just it's just nice, basically. It's interesting mm. they've got a different crest on there than mm. from what they had later on. It's a bit boring, actually. It's just a bit, <laughs> it's like a sort of shield with the, the tricolor on it. Hmm. And that's it, really. You know, that's about it. (laughs) They've had some strange, different um,
0: badges down the years. I must admit, and that's as you say, it's a kind of shield with a curve, very curved sides. But um, yeah, one of their more basic interpretations, I would say. But uh, quite a nice one. Yeah, but it's yes, it's a nice, simple shirt though. Nice, classic Mexico shirt. I'd love to. I'd love to know more about how Levi's ended up designing a football kit. I mean, and and Mexico, or you think maybe the US or something? You know, if, if they ever dabbled in football kit design, they'd they'd kind of get on board with the US team. But Mexico, okay, never seen before, never seen since, to my knowledge. If anybody knows of any other Levi's kits out there, do let us know. Be interested to find out, and be uh, I'm sure somebody will start googling that um finding out for us so uh, so Roddy ho now for my second choice home kit i've gone for another sort of iconic one really and um i've gone for peru which is the one that everybody always talks about um in fact uh the aforementioned graham sibley who i think was commenting on behalf of the sound of football uh twitter account said peru of course the low-hanging fruit of the debate which he's absolutely right about is the one that everybody always talks about um I don't know. I mean, I think the home kits in this tournament weren't sparkling in their originality. And I would say that there's a lot of Peru kits that look great, of which this is one. But I think what I like about it is that they have, unlike Argentina, they have gone with the three Adidas stripes down the sleeves, in this case in red. Plus you've got a winged collar as well. And it's just a nice looking version of the shirt. Uh, Fairly sort of clean, uncluttered really by any superfluous detail. Uh, a nice version of the Peru shirt. Um, not in the general context of things, nothing sort of hugely <coughs> outstanding, but um, but still a, a fine shirt. Your views on Peru in 78?
1: Uh, well, this was the one I was referring to when I said that I'd kind of scrolled past it and not really included <laughs> it. But having reviewed it, I'm still not going to include it. It is a nice shirt, but I just... I don't know. I just get bored with the whole Peru thing. Mm. It's just like... It's just a white shirt with a red sash on it. Yes, it looks nice, but it's not like an amazing, brilliant, wonderful shirt. But then this kind of, this is the same kind of thing that, you know, I I kind of annoys me with the whole Brazil seventy sort of mm. kit. It's a nice shirt, it's a good solid shirt, it's a nice classic shirt. But it's that's all it is. It's very simple. I mean like I mean I think Peru have had other nicer kits. I think when we did the, did we do a kit off with mm, Peru's shirts? In right. it? Yeah. And I, I much preferred the modern one with the sort of slightly different angled stripe on it, um, which was a much more, a neater affair. And I, I don't know. I don't like the oversized badge either. I'm not a massive fan of giant badges unless it's Mexico, which for some reason I really like. I really like Mexico's ridiculous <laughs> badge that they had from the 86 World Cup. Um, yeah. So sorry, Peru it's just you don't feature in my top 3 so that's you know i think that was obvious that it wasn't going to be my number 1 <laughs> um so, so yeah so nice kit i just yeah I'm well, just i'm not excited by it
0: we had another comment on the peru kids actually when we uh, put a message out on twitter recently just sort of saying what it, what's everybody's views of the uh, the kits of 78 in the world cup and um scottish at scottish kits scottish footy kits on uh, twitter basically said that peru kit has superseded every other sash striped kit it's beyond iconic think of a sash kit you think of peru 78 um i would basically say um actually i'd I wouldn't think specifically of Peru '78. I just think of Peru generally, really. So I'm not sure about
1: that. But I get well, I totally get what you mean. They're Scottish kits, so uh, yes. Funnily enough, actually, I said Pat, and this is not me being contrary. When someone says sash kits to me, the first one that sprang to mind was Crystal Palace 1980. Yeah. I'm sure that's not for the majority of football fans. <laughs> that's just me. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's no doubt it is an iconic kit, but. Uh, yeah no i've said enough about
0: Peru. I what I, I guess i guess the reason i sort of picked my, them as my number two shirt is if you think about the extra detail or not detail the um, elements of the shirt basically that, that could have gone onto the Argentina kit so for instance first of all the adidas stripes down the sleeves may or may not have worked with Argentina and the winged collar as well i'm just sort of trying to picture what the argentina shirt would have looked like with a winged collar so it's just something a bit
1: extra that they've added in on this one but anyway i think it i think it would have looked hideous
0: (laughs) that's entirely possible i'm not going to disagree
1: so it's number one time what Mm. have you got i nearly called you scott then that's because i it's because as i'm scrolling down i read i read the word scottish (laughs) i'm on the scottish footy kits comment and nearly called you scott so scott what have you got next it's lucky i was on the next page i'd have called you sound of football
0: (laughs) (laughs) didn't didn't you call me kiss last week that's a it's going horribly badly (laughs) Uh, never mind. Anyway, uh, what yes. have you got? I, as my number one home shirt, I have gone for Austria. Uh, Austria Dupois, Points, as they say in Eurovision. Um, yeah, the reason I've gone for Austria is because I, th- I think that the Puma kits that they've done for Austria, particularly in the 70s and 80s, don't get mentioned anywhere near often enough. They've got really good distinctive styling which was way ahead of what everybody else was doing really M- maybe a bit too far ahead um, but um, essentially nobody really talks about Puma stuff for Austria in that era because we probably didn't see a huge amount of Austria they were in the 74 World Cup and 78 I think on both occasions they wore white shirts with a wide black band all the way down the sleeves you that was like the exact sort of other end of the scale from <coughs> Adidas's three stripes kind of malarkey that was going on. Really kind of quite bold styling. And also, I think what Puma do really well, if you're looking for something that's a bit more modern or forward, forward thinking, is they take existing, certainly they used to take existing styling on other kits and they just tweak it a little bit just to make it a bit more interesting. So for instance, if you're going to have a stripe down the sleeve, make it a wide, Band, like the one I just mentioned. But also, um, in the case of this 78 shirt, they've gone for the for this sort of collar style that was going around in the UK in the sort of early to mid-70s, where you have a like a winged collar and then a triangular panel just below the neck. Well, what Puma did in this case for Austria is they sort of said, we're going to shrink that little triangle just a bit smaller. And sort of, it, it looks, I mean, some people I'm sure will sort of look at that and go, it looks a bit odd. But it's just their way of saying we're not just going to copy what somebody else is doing we're going to actually just tweak it and similarly on the shorts instead of just having a straight band down the sides they actually curved it inwards towards the leg uh, which i think was sort of um chiming with the sort of puma styling that you would see on puma football boots and things it it's just something a bit different and they were doing that back in the early 70s and i just think I've just got to applaud Puma for what they were doing back then. It just looks a lot more modern than what a lot of other teams were wearing back then. So, Austria home kit is my number one. What was your number one? Or, indeed, what do you feel about that Austria kit, Rich?
1: I think it's awful. <laughs> I, <thought laughs> I, it I really don't like it. The neck on it is just... ah. Uh, is that a collar or is that just design? That they'd sort Because of, it's got this weird small V... Hmm down the middle and then it's got two I, I can't work out if that's actually a collar or if that's just like a kind of design element on the shirt I believe
0: it's a collar I think it's, an, it's a real no, collar right. and it looks See, now, it look, the winged collar looks enormous but it's just it's not it's the same size as you find on other kits it's just that yeah. little triangle is actually smaller it makes the, the, the collar and I think
1: more. that's what's bugging me I think if the triangle was the same sort of geometric size and, and ratio of to, as, as the collar I think I'd have, I'd have been a lot happier I'd just it kind of just looks horrible to me <laughs> It looks very dated. I think if it was the same sort of size V, it would it would have been a lot more. I don't know, a lot more aesthetically pleasing. Um, they've also got giant crests. <laughs> Did FIFA at some point introduce a rule that your crest couldn't be like half the size of the shirt, or something? Because <laughs> all the old all the old badges on shirts used to be massive. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Yeah, so what you, um, um, not what you, great,
0: I was not, just going to say, what do you feel about the, the, the stripe, the wide band down the sleeve? Is that a bit too much? I like you? that. I, oh.
1: No, no, I really like it. That's one of the puma elements I do really like, because that's the, I think we talked about the Uruguay shirt that oh. I bought recently. That's yeah. got the same black stripe down. and I really like it. I think it's a very bold stripe, and it's actually, I think it adds a nice sort of design element to it. Um, what was going to say? One thing I've noticed actually on all the Adidas kits, and in fact, I think on most of the kits, is the, the logos for Adidas and, and the same with Puma are all really high up the shirt. Yes. I think nowadays you tend to sort of have them centrally aligned so that the middle of the crest and the middle of the logo align. Mm. Whereas on these, the, they were like top aligned. Um, yes. Almost like on the shoulder blade almost. Yeah, so the Adidas logo started at the same height as the crest did, which makes them look really non-symmetrical, because obviously the crests, especially those ones, were giant, so they would extend about six inches down the shirt, whereas the Adidas logo is about half an inch high. (laughs) So you have this really kind of odd sort of looking thing and it, it actually does give the impression that the adidas logo is almost above the crest whereas actually i don't think it is on most of them it seems to start at the same you know the same height but mm. it just looks really odd anyway moving on <laughs> my number one bit of an odd choice hmm. i have gone for can you guess can you guess no you can't we've had argentina so
0: that's my that would, would have been my guess probably but no go on yep. do tell
1: i have gone for italy ah because Lovely. it's a very, very... I mean, there's virtually nothing to it. It's, it's actually very reminiscent of the... Uh, well, I suppose it's not reminiscent because this came first. But the, the combat shirts of the early 2000s there are very, very reminiscent of this. And I love it. I think it's just a very, very stylish, classic shirt... Um it's basically just a completely blue shirt with a, a round neck on it. In fact, I would say it's almost like a very tight round neck by the look of it. Mm. And just the Italy shield crest. And that is it. You know, it's just... But it's like... Uh, it just looks really nice. And in a... Ironically, because that's it seems to well you've made the note it was made by Adidas, yes. but thankfully they haven't ruined it with Adidas stripes. In fact, mind you, I think that is also because Italy shirts up until late nineties, mm. early two thousands, the actual match shirts weren't allowed to have any branding on. That's right. So I suspect that's why it doesn't have any Adidas stripes on because there's no Adidas logo on it, Um and I suspect that is why they didn't have the stripes on either because the Italian FA wouldn't allow it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the rep- the replicas had things like so, you, like the ones from the late '80s, I think, with Diodora mm-hmm. in the early '90s. Um, so they had the Diodora logo on the replica shirts, but not on the actual match worn shirts. Yeah, I meant to have actually checked before
0: we started, just to see when manufacturer logos started appearing, but. Um yeah, you're absolutely I'm right.
1: sure. It, I'm sure it was early 2000s. In fact, it might have been Euro 2000 mm-hmm. or World Cup 2002, which I think it was the first time they had them on the actual shirts itself. Yeah, but I'm it's, sure a, it is. it's
0: a terrific looking shirt. Um, yeah, I was really amazed when I was doing the research for this. I'm reliably informed by um, a website, website that I visited, and again, forgot to write down the, the address of the website, but um, reliably informed that not just in 78, but also in 74... Um, Italy were wearing an Adidas kit, um, so um, the only even slight hint that this might be the case is that on the turnovers of the socks, you've got not three white stripes but two, and it's almost like they couldn't even they weren't even allowed to have three stripes on there for for giving the game away completely. Um, but um, but even then, you know, take that away, you'd not have the slightest idea. There's no Adidas stripes, there's no Adidas logo. But it is a lovely looking shirt. And as you say, it's quite a close fitting one. Um, trying to work out whether the neckline is slightly higher than on most shirts. I don't think it is. It's just our brains want it to be slightly higher because <laughs> it just, that's kind of what it, what it looked like, what the neckline looked like on, on, looked like on those, um, Kappa combat shirts. But, um, certainly a nice kit. And also during the 78 World Cup, there was variations worn. There was, um, an all blue version that they wore against, uh, Hungary and i think also they wore white shorts white socks as well against um or oh, uh, france and austria that's right um also the other curious thing to note about this kit as well which i've not seen on any other kits as, as such is that they had um numbers inside a little patch on the shorts which if you wouldn't normally see with the if you're watching some footage on youtube or whatever you just wouldn't see it but if you look up close on some of the photographs that are on the web uh, and zoom in on the uh, on the shorts. We've got a picture in the crib sheet, so you can see what we're talking about. Little um, number patch, which I think is very nice, actually, very nice indeed. Nice touch. So, indeed,
1: I'm, I'm. I can just see. I'm just wondering exactly how you found that, Chris. You know, you obviously must have spent a lot of time zooming in on the shorts. <laughs> 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 that's yeah, that's what no. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Honourable mention on on my uh, home kits goes to France, uh, mm-hmm. who I think I mean it's the bug standard Adidas template that everybody's got. But at the same time, it actually looks very nice. Uh, yeah. It's a kind of just plain blue with the stripes down the sleeves, but it's just a sort of nice, solid-looking shirt. So um, oh, yeah, yeah, I nearly, uh, I nearly
0: had that as my number three. I think I would put that at about number four. It's quite a good kind of classic, one of the classic France home kits, I would say indeed yes indeed so um that's the home kits dealt with so on now to the away kits and rich your number three
1: choice please my number three choice is brazil which uh it's a bit of an odd choice for me because i mean again it's that standard sardine atidas (laughs) template um so you know but it's it's I, and I'm not normally a fan of Brazil shirts. And actually, the funny thing is, I don't like the Brazil home shirt, mainly because it looks like their, their bog-standard 82 shirts, 1970 shirt, the bog-standard Brazil shirt, but it's got Adidas stripes down the sleeve, which just looks wrong on a Brazil shirt. And it, it just yeah. doesn't look right. It's, it looks like an Olympic shirt or something.
0: Yeah, it's very rare. I think this, is, this may be the only instance of Brazil wearing a, an Adidas um, kit, I think, at least in a major tournament. Um, yeah. so um it it's kind of odd. I don't mind it. I don't mind uh, the the kits, but it's just yeah. It it mm. Maybe it's but, the shade of blue. The shorts are sort of slightly jarring I me. Mean, There's always a bit lighter than normal, but anyway. So I digress. Yeah.
1: But I was going to say, Oh, no, what the on the home kit? No, that's the, that's the correct shade that Is Brazil yeah. should have the light blue to oh. me. I don't like them having dark blue shorts. I like them having. Oh, blue, not, blue. Anyway, not dark. Moving okay. on. So no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, so the away shirt, however, I do like it's a very nice shirt. You know, it's again, it's that bog standard ads template, plain shirt, uh, white trim. And that's it, really. Stripes down the sleeve, white cuffs, white collar, but it just looks nice. It's just mm. quite a nice. I think it's the it, same appeal because obviously blue is my favourite colour. So that's probably why I like the France version of it as well. Um, so that's probably why. But it's just, you know, if you're going to have the ADS template, I just, I'd, I'd rather have it in blue. So there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, fair enough. Yet yeah, not, not a bad
0: looking um, Brazil weight kit. I, I always sort of, I always feel a little bit bothered when Brazil sort of take to the field in in their way away kit um i just especially when you know world cup arrives and you think great four years of waiting finished let's get on with it and then you get to that day when brazil play their first match and you you know regardless of how good the brazil team is at any given moment in time you just can't wait to see brazil playing in a world cup because of all the history and the tradition tradition but when they then walk onto the pitch wearing blue you, i always feel a bit robbed Like, I'm just like, (laughs) I want to see them wearing their golden yellow shirts. It's just, I don't know. There there it is. Right. Okay, well, um, my third shirt. What have I gone for? My third away shirt. Um, Rather boringly, I've gone for the Netherlands again. Um, And, uh, you know, everybody rolls their eyes, I suppose. But um, I just think the classic Netherlands away shirt should be white, and this one was white. It was the same template as everybody else's white, but it had a, an orange ring neck, orange cuffs, black badge, and Adidas logo. Um, but it just looked really good with the orange shorts and orange socks. They, um, they wore, I'm trying to think, I think they wore the Awake in a couple of games, um, in the tournament. And it just looks terrific. I love seeing the Netherlands in in their white, away kits whenever they wear them and you know as we, i'm sure a lot of people listening in now will know um in recent years the netherlands have had all kinds of colors for their away kits they've had black away kits they've had blue away kits uh white and blue and i just think white and orange it's a sort of pretty much a straight reversal of the uh of the home kit and it just i think it looks lovely it's really great so there we go that's my uh that's my third choice
1: Um, I'm sure you haven't got much to add to that, Rich. You've got a look on your (laughs) face to say. No, I was was about to say, uh, it's alright. Yeah, a bit boring. I'm trying to work out. Has it got stripes down the sleeves or not? It has, yes. Can't really see for the, oh, right, okay. It's just the sun is. It's not too bad, actually. To be honest, I prefer that to the the home kit i think it actually looks quite nice in the white and orange the black badge on it then jars though a lot mm. um but mm, i suppose that is just the color of the badge so you can't help that it's all right it's, it's actually quite nice i don't mind it mm. so there you go you have my approval for that one chris oh, thanks
0: <laughs> um one one thing i was just going to add actually when i was doing the research i sort of discovered um a picture which we put in the crib sheet actually showing um i think it's Rennie van der Kerkhoff, one of the Kirchhoff brothers um, wearing his kit, and I thought that's strange. He's got two stripes on his sleeve and two stripes Adidas stripes on the shorts, um, Johan Cruyff style, you might say. And um, I didn't realise that actually in '78, four years after Cruyff had done it in the in the World Cup, um, the the two Kirchhoff brothers said, "We want to have two stripes on our shirt." Otherwise, we're not playing. And they went, okay, fine. And they just went along with it, apparently. I didn't realise that. Um, I knew about the, the, the Cruyff story, but um, didn't know that um, two of the players had uh, done the same four years later. But there we are.
1: You live and learn. Uh, but wasn't that... I mean, Cruyff did that because he was sponsored by someone else, wasn't he? Humour. Why did yeah. they do it? Yeah. I don't know. I so think why they... Why did they do it then?
0: Either, I, I don't know for certain, but either they did it out of sort of tribute to their former colleague or as a way of sort of saying, we don't go along with all this kind of you know being locked in with adidas claptrap either and we want to be independent and have our own free choice of you know which manufacturer's kit we wear maybe a bit of both i don't know but um seems a bit bizarre when you look at that kit that um i think i so, say yeah i think it's Rennie van der kerkhoff is wearing in uh in our crib sheet there it looks looks odd <laughs> it looks it looks really bizarre two stripes down the side of the shorts oh well it takes all sorts
1: as they say so there we go
0: now who have you picked as your number two uh,
1: kit well my number two away kit is a bit of a cheat really because it's not an away kit it was the, the it was the kit that france had to wear <laughs> against um who was it hungary you, was it oh hungary sorry yeah uh yes it's the local side kimberly fc uh, which is the sort of green and white striped shirt but it's not just the shirt, it's the whole kit. I love the green and white striped shirt with the blue shorts and the red socks. I just think it looks ace yeah and, and as a kid, it's such a clash of colors, but there's something about it I think looks really nice and I think um who was it was it uh yeah, it was Jay that made the reference and said uh, he commented on this and said, "I think there needs to be a collective responsibility in the world, and just like we are all responsible for all the injustice, poverty, and oppression—typical Jay—that that happens on this planet—we have to be saddled with the blame for France not having a single change kit in nearly forty years that has made reference to the above happening." Yeah, and yeah. I think he has a is absolutely spot on with that point, Jay. Um, I, I, yeah i can't believe no one's ever done it either because it's it's begging to be done even if they did it as a limited edition third shots i mean it's begging to be done mm-hmm. and i really hope they do it as well and i hope that when they do it they keep the blue shorts and the red socks because it looks absolutely amazing oh. uh and andy Rockall, our old friend status only ford said kimberly <laughs> <laughs> exclamation mark and Tristan Browning via Facebook said, Great kit-related story this match. My first World Cup on TV as a young kid, I was seven. Trezor, Lopez, who had just opened the scoring, and Jean Vion, uh, France versus Hungary, France wearing the kit of local club Kimberley. Yes. So there you go. That's my number two.
0: Yeah, it's, um, it's, it is it is absolutely spot on there, uh, Jay. And um, although I would say I'd like to see it done just with white socks, because I think the red is a... Is, <laughs> how many colours? Is that red, blue, white, green? So that's four colours. Just maybe with white socks, but that would be my only slight nitpicky sort of thing. But other than that, absolutely, if somebody's got to, I mean, you you see things like that. I mean, it might be a bit odd, like where does suddenly green come from traditionally for an away kit when the home the home kit is blue and white? But you know why not? But just I think a fourth colour in this in the shape of red might be a little bit too much. But you know, come on. Um, who's are they with uh they're not with not uh nike isn't it that they're with at the moment so uh yeah. come on nike you can do it you can sort it yeah. out sort it
1: out nike yeah
0: um one thing i meant to mention actually earlier on when i was talking about the austria kit is that andy rockall also favored the austria kit so uh glad that our views are uh, coinciding on that andy and thank you for your comments um so that's your number two um well my number two it's i'm my choices are not that imaginative, but then, you know, that's the source material we've got to work with. My number two, I've gone for Austria again. I just really like the same styling, but in red. I think it's a nice, vibrant red colour and, um, and works terrifically. Um, I think I'm right in saying that it was back in about 2000, fairly recently, about 2010, I think Austria switched to having red as their home kit rather than away, and they kind of switched the home and away kits around because I used to have white and black as the home kit, but um, but red. this red kit that they wore in '78 just looks terrific in the same styling as for the home, as I mentioned earlier on. Nothing more needs to be added, probably. Big badge, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so um, I suppose on, on that note, if you had nothing further to add on that, Rich, I suspect you haven't, then we need to come to you Not for much. your number one away kit. What have you gone for?
1: My number one, and I suspect we might have gone for the same one. Uh, <laughs> Uh, because it's one of the few that's actually of Destinity. any originality in this entire, yes, so we, I think we have gone for the same one. Uh, my, uh, favorite is Mexico's Away Kit. Of course. Which is a white shirt with two giant stripes down the middle. It's almost like a sort of central stripe made of two colors because there's no actual sort of gap between the two colors. And they are obviously the green and red of Mexico. So mm. it, it's just an, it's just a Brilliant looking shirt, really. And again, in a, in a world cup of almost identical things, I made the comment, um, that I thought USA 94 was bad. Well, clearly <laughs> 78 was worse, much worse. Um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to have such a different shirt. So mm. yeah, nothing more to say, really. It just looks amazing. Actually, the one last thing to say is the cuffs on it are actually in uh, white, green and red as well, which looks really good. I think the neck is as well. Yeah. Um, and there's also stripes on the socks. So yeah, overall, brilliant.
0: I, that's what I would call a Sabutio kit, because when I was <laughs> young and I used to get, uh, used to play Sabutio, I used to always get the wall charts and the catalogues every year, and uh, there were always some really odd European sort of club kits on there that would have features on them like a sort of double stripe down the middle of a plain shirt, and um, and it looks great. I mean, you know, red and green. It's a bit like the old Crystal Palace kit that they used to wear in the early 70s, that which was kind of um, let we think, claret and light blue on a white background. Only this obviously is green and red. The shorts are red, which I think is a good choice of colour. Um, it just looks fabulous. It's a proper old style. It's kind of like mid-70s style in a way, but sort of hanging on in there. And it's, as you quite rightly say, Rich, it's just one of the few kits um, in that tournament that really breaks out from conventional styling and goes for something a bit leery, much as away kits tend to be in, in this day and age. So... I'm all for it, all for it. It's a wonderful uh, away kit, and um, strangely this time, Rich, only one of our away kit uh, uh, choices has coincided rather than the last couple of weeks when we've, um, well, the last couple of podcasts where we've really almost
1: matched entirely our away kit choices. So, yeah, it's frankly disappointing, to be honest. Well, yeah, again, <laughs> it's it's
0: the source material, what can I tell you, but um, well, yeah, quite. anyway, yes.
1: I was just going to say that on the uh, Mexico kit, uh, Sound of Football made the comment that Mexico's kit only stands out because it was Levi's, which is clearly not true, because it stands out because it's an amazing kit.
0: <laughs> well, the away kit, the home kit is more conventional. What it,
1: what it, it actually stand, well, I suppose technically you could argue that it only stands out because it's Levi's in the sense that it stands out because it isn't Adidas. <laughs>
0: well, yes. Full marks for that one, yeah. Um, The home kit's not bad, yeah, it's uh, not bad, but I'd like to have seen... Imagine if they'd have done the home kit with, say, a white and red band down the middle. They never would have done it, but it would have looked terrific. That's just me dreaming, as ever. Um, Indeed. Yeah, so that was my choice as well, needless to say. um, A fantastic away shirt. Um, Honorary mentions, just sort of going through, really, for sort of bits and pieces to pick out. As I say, lots of Adidas templates... Um, needless to say um, what have we got Hungary and I think it was Peru are sort of the only teams that slightly changed their version where they had a sort of flappy they had a V-neck and a sort of flappy uh, winged collar Um, lots of similar ones like Iran and Peru one thing I've got to mention I've got to mention I mentioned this on Twitter the other day if you follow the Football Attic um, I sort of chipped in with a conversation we were talking about 78 kits and I pitched a question which nobody answered correctly. So nobody wins this week's star prize of £1,000. And that is that um, one team in this tournament wore sleeve patches. And I pitched the question on Twitter, does anybody know which team that was? Nobody answered it. The correct answer that you were all looking for was Poland. Um, Now, this is all very strange. Um, It was something I noticed during the research phase I found an old video on YouTube, and it's the match, I think, Poland are playing er, Mexico, I think? Not sure. You see the the line-up where they're doing the national anthems, and all the teams are lined up, and the camera goes along, and when it gets the Poland team, you see these circular patches on the sleeves. And inside that circular white patch, what you've got this strange logo in red, which is like a C, a letter C, and inside the C is a red heart. Now... What I'd like to know is, what was that? What was that? As far as I'm aware, that's not in any way connected with the tournament, so it's not like a, a sleeve patch in the modern sense. Um, absolutely strange. I've included a picture on the crib sheet, so you can have a look at that. You can just about make it out from the grainy picture that I got from the video. But, Rich, that's a really bizarre one. That's another one of these things. It's a bit like a sort of back to the future moment where you think, has someone sort of planted something in an old you know, old footage from the future. Just because you never used to see any sleeve patches of any kind back then. So um, I wonder what that was.
1: I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I'd, I'd never even seen it either until you pointed it out.
0: Yeah. It's, it's
1: bizarre. I don't
0: think it was on the home shirts during that time. It was only on the red away shirts. But it's just very strange. So go check it out, everyone. And uh, if anybody knows the answers to that, what that logo is or what the patches were, you know where to find us. Let us know. So um indeed so there was that um and yeah not I'm just trying to sort of see if there was anything else that we've sort of missed out. I don't think there was really um I think um again Graham at uh, Sound of Football sort of picked out the Tunisia home kit as being um particularly distinctive. I think he said uh, the simplicity of Tunisia's basic red Adidas has a lot of charm. I would argue that it's actually pretty much the same as the Poland shirt and the Iran shirt. Away and and stuff like that. It's, it's the same template. I mean, it looks okay, but it's just I'm not sure that I can find anything particularly distinctive about that. Um, and then, and the last thing as well was just uh, West Germany's kit was made by Erima before they uh, switched completely to Adidas, <coughs> and that wasn't a bad kit. But rather interestingly, there was one game there against Mexico where they wore. Um, green socks with the home kit. White shirt, black shorts, green socks, which you don't see very often with, uh, West Germany or Germany as they are today. I don't even know why they switched, because they could have let Mexico wear green socks, which would have fitted with their home kit. And then West Germany could have had white socks, which would have fitted it with their home kit. So an odd change of apparel there, but, um, anyway, there you go. You now have our view on the best of the 1978 kits. If you've got any views, you want to sort of keep the conversation going get in touch with us drop us a line and uh, we uh, will read out your comments on the next podcast if we can if you send them in um, but anyway that's that for the time being now kit off the kit off vote this time around ordinarily what we do is we take the the previous theme in this case world cup 78 and then do a kit off vote about that but it occurred to me rich that like 11 of the 16 teams are wearing adidas most of those are the same template so you think we'll forget those we'll go with the other five teams and out of those five teams, the only one that was any good really was the Mexico away kit. So it would have been a bit of a crap kit off vote. So I thought, why not use Mexico as the theme for this kit off vote? And so, listeners, we've got three Mexico World Cup home shirts for you to choose from. Rich, if you'd be so kind as to describe three options this time. Number A.
1: Number A. For God's sake, good start. <laughs> I hate it when people shirt say it. shirt A. <laughs> <laughs> number a letter letter one um, <laughs> shirt a is the 1986 world cup mexico shirt which is the best obviously uh no one will influence your votes there what? but it is the best and i will fix the vote anyway so you're yeah, usually way. right um <laughs> oh i don't know actually i think i think shirt b could be the one that people go for in this one uh, yeah. but yeah shirt a 1986 world cup classic huge badge um, Yeah, absolutely giant crest on this one. It actually almost goes down to the knees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, plain uh, green shirt, white collar and uh v-neck uh white adidas logo white stripes but of course the best part was on the back giant mexico (laughs) not a giant mexico they couldn't carry the country but the word mexico in giant letters on the back uh shirt b uh is the one for the 1998 world cup which is the one with the sort of aztec face design on it um the one uh i think was it Oh, I'm trying to think, was it Blanco when he sort of hopped yeah. the ball over someone? Yeah, but, but yeah, like I say, the most striking feature is the actual um, Aztec pattern on the front. So I actually think that's going to be the winner of this one. And shirt C, the crap fest from Adidas in the 2010 World Cup, that's not going to win because it's horrific, horrible shade of green in some kind of Bright sort of, I don't God knows what that color of green is. Loads of red, superfluous trim, and just an awful, awful shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to influence the vote at all, but if that wins, this podcast is over. <laughs> and no, you're not allowed to go and vote just to end the podcast. podcast. <laughs> <It> went, really.
0: <laughs> I, just, I tell you what, my brain is now in a tailspin because I'm trying now to think of what shade of green shirt C is, and I can't think of what shade of green. I don't think a shade of green crap. has been invented. It's a
1: shit. It's a crap shade of green. <laughs> I, t- I can't even think That's where just... I've seen that shade of green no, ever before. Wrapping Christmas wrapping paper green <laughs> that is like kind of, but and in fact, even the red. In fact, it literally looks like you know you get sort of shiny wrapping paper, hmm. like it's a kind of plasticky foil effect. That's what it is. It's red and green foil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just I, I will think about that and i before the when the next podcast comes around i'll tell you where i've seen that shade of green before at the moment i can't think that i ever actually ever seen that shade of green before but um i that's surely impossible um shirt b i think you mentioned if not on the last podcast and the one before i think yeah that's what i had a feeling you were going to favor that because i think it's quite distinctive sort of shadow pattern design
1: um, it's not my favorite, but I think it's the one that people will go for because it's quite distinct. I think the, the 86 one is my personal favorite is the 86 one because I think mm. it's a classic Mexico shirt, but I think people will probably go for the 98 one because it's the funky one or they, may, they might hate that one. I don't know. Well, um, unlikely as it seems that you're going to vote for
0: shirt C. Um, I should actually say <laughs> that with regards to the last kit off vote we had Dennis Hurley guest on the last podcast who we're eternally grateful for, has achieved the impossible for the first time ever in how many podcasts is this? We've done 14, 13 as it was. Yep. We've got Shirt C as the winner of one of our kit-off votes. And um, basically that was, if you remember, we were doing a, a, a kit-off about Republic of Ireland shirts that were only worn once and once only. And Shirt C was the winner. Um, it got 56% of your votes. It's basically like a hybrid of the 88 kit 88 shirt and can't remember the other one like a plain one i think that they wore before um and um yeah it got 56% of your votes that one was worn once against israel uh second place was shirt b which was worn against norway that's the one with the big yellow band across the middle 29% of your votes and uh, poor old shirt a which was worn once against france in 1973 essentially a plain green shirt with white adidas trim got just 16% of your votes, so for the first time ever, Shirt C has won a kit-off vote, but um I don't think it's going to win this
1: time, but, um yeah. No, and can I just point out, if anyone actually votes for Shirt C, I mean, seriously, if you choose Shirt C over the other two, like, if you actually think that's the best, then you're not welcome listening to this podcast anymore because <laughs> yeah. your kit opinions are completely invalid. <laughs> Just kidding. Of course, you know, even idiots are welcome here. Just kidding. You're welcome to vote for Shirtsy <laughs> if you want. If that's the path in life you've chosen, that it's nothing I can do to help you. So.
0: Well, you know, it takes all sorts, as I said earlier on. And I mean, I'm sure there'll be some brave souls that will go for it, but, um, not many i'm thinking um, No, the, the twins or the twins will probably go for it just to spite me <laughs> <laughs> yes um anyway on to the any other business uh bit uh, of the podcast basically whereas we head towards the end now rich lots of new uh, shirt designs coming out some of which i think you've got your eye on so tell us about them
1: Oh, yes. Well, I've actually managed to get hold of the first one on the list. Oh, yeah. I mentioned earlier the uh, website show de camisas, or camisas, I guess it is, dot uh, com dot BR. Uh, well, that's where I first saw this shirt, and it is a, a Spanish team in the Teresa Division, the English third, or English, the third division. Teresa. It's the fourth, Teresa. Uh, Teresa. <laughs> Sorry, that's, yeah, that has <laughs> gone. <laughs> oh, dear. It's Top Gear all over yeah. again. Oh, no. I'm not being, I'm not, like, being overtly racist. Come on. Yeah, that's Top Gear's level there. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on. Damn, damn immigrants. There you go. That's, that's Top Gears level. Uh, it's the fourth level of the Spanish football league system. And, uh, oh, God, right. How am I going? They are a local frozen seafood company. Uh, and so they basically, along the lines of the old broccoli shirts and the ham shirts, they have, uh, their, their local produce on the shirt as well unfortunately their local produce being frozen seafood they have giant shrimps all over the shirts, and it looks kind of hideous yeah. it's like shrimps are not exactly the best looking thing in the world you know they kind of have a really horrific appearance so to have them all over a shirt just looks uh, quite it's like a stuff of nightmares but me being me obviously had to buy one because it's bloody ace um so i, I contacted the club several times they couldn't really sort of help me again trying to deal with like you know i think even at conference level in this country uh you know they're quite set up to sell shirts whereas in in the spanish fourth division as it would be i think they're a much smaller sort of deal that's almost like kind of like you know very like um very far far down the sort of tiers um and so trying to actually get hold of these things is a nightmare i managed to get uh i think uh, one of the previous ones by getting hold of the club itself and, you know, thrashing out a deal. And I've done the same again. Uh, so I managed to get hold of it. It was actually Apollo, who is the seafood company, who are actually selling the shirts. So, because mm-hmm. basically they, they, they sponsor the thing and it, it's all over there. So they, it was actually them. So a massive thanks to Elvi at Apollo Seafood for actually being able to sort this out. Uh, and I, I bought one and I have them. I actually bought two because it mm-hmm. was actually just as economical almost to buy two as it was to buy one because postage was the giant the massive cost on it uh, so yes i have one in my collection and and it is ace wow. even though it's hideous <laughs> the only thing i would say on that is because it's it's a it's a wacky
0: design as we know um but um just the the image of the shrimps is sort of See we always think of shrimps as being pink but these ones at least on the photographs kind of look like a sort of dark flesh color which only adds to the kind of gruesome nature of the thing
1: but um are
0: they are they kind of pink in
1: real life or
0: is that or did I get that wrong
1: right? Uh yeah they're kind of pink they are kind of like a dark fleshy pink color but um I by the way I'm I just had to point out I'm purposefully saying shrimp because I got picked up for saying prawns <laughs> by Mr. Shaky Shaky Shaft. Um, um, cause he said, uh, he said, they're not bloody prawns, boy. Oh, isn't it lovely? <laughs> There's lovely. Look at the valleys singing and all that. <laughs> I think that's what he said. I couldn't yeah. really understand most of it. Oh, we're not a country, but never mind. We've got lovely valleys. <laughs> Crosses off Wales from list. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love you Welsh people. Well, I say people, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> There's lovely. Um, boy Postman Pat. No, it's, it, was, it was Fireman Sam, wasn't it? Not Postman Pat. Oh, Pass look. back the shovel. Oh, look. Yeah, the pasta factory's gone on fire. <laughs> Is it the pot noodle, mine? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I on the engine to the rescue. Was, yes, all right. Sorry, so we get I'm having a breakdown. I'm having a break. <laughs> Helped me. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was even going to say. Oh yeah, he pointed out they're not prawns. Although actually, on the original press release, it said langoustines, but I Ooh. don't think they are because langoustines are considerably bigger yeah, and oh, more yes. crab-like. Mm. Uh, so, but yes, yeah, so I, I believe they're shrimp, uh, as as correctly pointed out by Mr. Shaky Shake Shaft, um, seafood correspondent. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> seafood and Welsh correspondent. Uh, so, pot noodle and seafood <laughs> correspondent. <laughs> Uh, uh, anyway, and the, from the ridiculous to the sublime, um, Brondby, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, celebrated their 50th anniversary and they released a shirt, like a limited edition um, shirt at the time, which I didn't get because I was kind of on one of those shirt buying hiatuses uh, and trying to save money. And it was quite expensive. Uh, it was, I think it was about 90 euros. And I looked at it and thought... <sighs> It's nice but it's not worth noting because it's a very plain yellow shirt. It's in a kind of cotton mix so that it's like a retro shirt. And it's it's made by Hormel. Very nice looking shirt. Um but on the inside it's got I think a list of all the former players. Uh, and it's nice, but at the time, I didn't think it was worth 90 quid. And I still don't really think it's worth 90 quid because it's not particularly amazing. But it's just a very nice shirt. But I managed to get one off eBay purely by chance. I happened to come across one mm. and got it for about half that price. I'm very pleased that I've had it because it was one of those ones I thought of looked at and thought, no, I ought to save money. I shouldn't buy it. I, I kind of how I'm feeling about the Toulouse one, which is why I'm having second thoughts about that as well. Uh, mm. But then afterwards, I thought, mm, I really wish I had bought it because it was just a nice shirt. And I think that's... I'm probably going to end up buying the Toulouse one. I'll have to keep my voice down, you know. I don't want to give that away. <laughs> um, so yeah, the Brunby shirt, very nice. And also, what else have I got my eye on? Well, <sighs> it's the one we've already mentioned the uh, the the one with the logos on it. Fifty, like logos. I say, trying desperately, yeah, association Deportiva Centralaria. <laughs> um, I'm desperately trying to get hold of one of those. So if anybody can help me, of, of the four people that listen to this podcast, <laughs> if you can help me please, I would be very grateful. Um, there we go. So that's all my kit news. Fair enough. Um, the only thing I've of
0: got to add, really, is just um, I've been a busy boy on my Kit list website. I've been getting lots of illustrations done. Um, done all kinds of different kits recently from different eras. Mostly sort of old 70s stuff, really. But uh, I've done uh, Northern Ireland's kits from about 67 to 76, the two kits, that is, that they wore in that period. Um, I did some of the 78 kits because while I was researching this, I thought, oh, I must must illustrate that. It must be fairly easy to do this uh, particular Adidas template that we've been yakking on about. So I did the Netherlands kit, the Sweden kit, um, Argentina, I think I did as well. Um, I did an a couple of old Wales kits, again, sort of late 60s, early 70s. So there you go. If you fancy having a bit of a browse on um, Kipless, then feel free. Kitbliss.co.nz is where you'll find uh, my website, and always regularly new these days. Lots of new kits going on there, and um, well, that's it. I mean, there's all kinds of pointers we could give you. There's lots of wonderful work going on. Dennis Hurley's doing his kind of uh, um, you know, mash up and his mash up kits and stuff like that. Um Mr. Osborne, Russell Osborne, Russell Osborne. Yep. Yes, Russell Osborne, who's doing some continuing to do some fantastic videos, where he's uh, getting some shirts from his collection and t- telling you all about them, uh, which are wonderful. They're well worth a look. But um, lots of great stuff being done with, within the world of football kit design and fandom. So uh, go go search it out. Uh, if you've got any uh, pointers that you want to give us, if you want to tell us about anything that you discovered online, football kit related, then uh, get in touch. Uh, You've got various different methods to choose from if you want to do so. Uh, You can uh, drop us an email, admin at thefootballattic.com. We are on Twitter, uh, forward slash footballattic, facebook.com forward slash thefootballattic, and of course the website, as we mentioned before, www.thefootballattic.com. I keep mentioning uh, intending to do the um, New Zealand thing that they do over here. They go www.thefootballattic.com. They do like a bit of dub-dub-dub action. Uh, It sort of shortens the whole thing. But it sounds a bit odd. My my UK sensibilities, so I'm afraid I'll stick to the old traditions. Um, So there you go. And, of course, if you want to find our podcast, it is on iTunes. Uh, You can download it from there. And if you're very generous, you will leave us a lovely comment and a review. Um, That would be wonderful. Anyway, that's about it, really. I think we've... um, used up all our time. Rich, anything else to add before we sail off into the sunset? Nine. <laughs> Nine things you want to tell No, No, no,
1: yes, no. Uh, it's an old uh-huh. joke,
0: but it, uh, it's worth doing, I think. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Anyway. No. That is it. Um, episode 14 of the Football Attic Kit Pod is at an end. Thank you for your company. Thank you, Rich, uh, once again. And uh, until we join you again two weeks from now, uh, from the two of us, it's goodbye to you all. Goodbye. Goodbye. um it's just occurred to me i think we've forgotten to mention scotland um <laughs> somehow i don't quite know how so um right um, okay consider this an easter egg what's your view on the
1: scotland kit shit no it's not <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no it's it's all right <sighs> Meh. it's like i think it's kind of possibly a bit overrated it's it's got the nice i wasn't I think it was an airtex one wasn't it so i'm yeah. always i'm always up for a bit of airtex um But, I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say it looks dated, because it was 1978, so it it technically wasn't dated at the time. Uh, But I like the Umbro uh, diamonds down the sleeves. Uh, Not a massive fan of the flappy collar and everything, but, yeah, nice enough, nice enough. Just, yeah. And it's nice to not have an Adidas one, to be honest. What do you think?
0: I just remember thinking, even then, in the late 70s, which I can only just about remember, I just remember thinking it sort of looked a bit old-fashioned compared to... Ash's three stripes, it just looked, the, the simplicity of just three stripes running down the sleeve looked so much better. And as much as the, okay, it was, you know, Umbro's take on the whole taping thing, it just looked a bit kind of old-fashioned and a bit sort of almost boring, really. I, I sort of appreciate it more now as a seasoned old, you know, football kit design um, fan, but um, even even back then, I seem to remember not being overly impressed with the whole diamond taping thing. But that's that was my immature
1: view. Oh, overall, Scotland kit okay, but I like the Adidas kits more. Yeah, well, Malkey from the Don's pool said. What else? Well, everything, according to us. <laughs> Listen to the previous hour and a half, and you'll get the answer probably. Yeah, we love you, Scotland. Because no matter how Didn't bad he... we are, there's always someone worse. <laughs> I uh, didn't even do a Willie Johnston gag. I wish I had. <laughs> Scotland making England look good for 25 years. Might <laughs> uh, <just> stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough with the xenophobia.